Steve Lance, your host of the Capitol Report on NTD News. If you have not done so yet, please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with all of the latest news coming out of the nation's capital and beyond. FBI Director Christopher Wray on Wednesday delivered a rare joint statement with the Director General of the UK's Domestic Intelligence Agency, MI5. The two leaders had a warning about China. We consistently see that it's the Chinese government that poses the biggest long-term threat to our economic and national security. And by our, I mean both of our nations along with our allies in Europe and elsewhere. Ray and his counterpart at MI5 warned about the CCP's covert theft, forced technology transfers, research exploitation and cyber attacks. Ray said the Chinese regime sees cyber as the pathway to cheat and steal on a massive scale. And that's not all. But in addition to traditional and cyber-enabled thievery, there are even more insidious tactics they'll use to essentially walk through your front door and then rob you. The Chinese government likes to do this by making investments and creating partnerships that position their proxies to steal valuable technology. The FBI director encouraged business leaders to coordinate with the FBI and MI5 to protect themselves and prepare for future attacks. Ray said that allies and partners in the free world are in this together, and they need to work together to address the threat posed by the Chinese regime. Reports are coming out that the U.S. has been selling our strategic oil reserves that were specifically released by the Biden administration to help lower the cost of fuel in the United States to, of all countries, China. At the same time, FBI head Christopher Wray and head of the British intel agency MI5 issued that joint statement that we just told you about, warning the West over the threat of communist China. Here to assess, we have Texas Congressman Pat Fallon. Congressman Pat Fallon, thank you so much for joining us in the Capitol Report. Oh, no, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Congressman, it's being reported that the U.S. is selling our strategic oil reserves to other countries, uh, specifically China. Uh, how can this happen and can anything be done to prevent this given the nature of fuel, fuel prices in the U.S.? Well, no, that's a great question. And, you know, under President Trump at the, at, at the peak, the strategic oil reserve had 695 million barrels. Right now it's just under 498 million. So a, a pretty drastic reduction of almost 30 percent. And the strategic oil reserve was intended uh, when it was created to be used in time of national emergency or a natural disaster, not for political expediency, which Joe Biden's trying to do now. We filed legislation, I believe it was H.R. 7996, which would prevent this from happening from just, a, you know, from basically by decree by Joe Biden, and it would take an act of Congress. I think that's a far more responsible way to use the strategic oil reserve moving forward. Now, Congressman, speaking of China here, uh, the head of the FBI and British Intel Agency, MI5, issued a warning that China, uh, specifically Chinese espionage, poses a, the, a great threat to the West. Uh, what should Congress or could Congress do, and the president, for that matter, to uh, thwart the China threat? Well, you know, the first thing Joe Biden could do is actually acknowledge that the threat exists. You know, you, when you get the president of the United States quoting, uh, saying things like, a strong and vibrant China is in the best interest of the United States. No, a democratic government in China that has legitimacy and stops meddling in other uh, countries' affairs is in the best interest of the United States and the world. And, you know, the MI5 director, General uh, Ken McCollum, as you just mentioned, along with Director 
uh, of the FBI, Ray, have warned the dire threat that China poses. I mean, let's look at this. Ru Russia's a threat. We all know that. Particularly, we knew that before the invasion of the Ukraine, but that really manifested uh, itself when they uh, chose to invade a neighboring country. But China has 11 times the population of Russia and 11 times the economy. So they're a clear and present danger to the United States and really to the world's uh, world peace and prosperity. Uh, and they're teaching their young people, and they're mostly ethnically Han. Uh, I think it's about 94% of China's ethnically Han. They're teaching their kids that they're destined to rule the world, where in uh, our public schools, too many of them anyway, we're teaching them to be ashamed of their country. And we're the greatest country history has ever known. Congressman, switching gears just a moment here to the uh, to the border. Uh, the border crisis has been magnified in recent days. In your state of Texas, uh, counties are calling on the governor there to declare uh, the border inva uh, crisis as an invasion. Uh, is the United States being invaded at the southern border? I think absolutely. You can't deny it. I mean, the, the, if you just look at the statistics, the worst month we've ever had in our history for vis-a-vis -vis illegal border crossings was in April of this year, where it was 234,000. That's never happened before, with about 60,000 known gotaways, so over 300,000 people. But that was only eclipsed by May, when the May numbers came out, and it was nearly 240,000. Since Joe Biden's taken office, 2.6 million people have crossed the border illegally, another 700,000 known gotaways. So about 3.3 million people, which is more than the population of 22 United States. 1,060,000 pounds of illegal narcotics have been seized on the border, and just F, uh, since Joe Biden's taken office, in FY22, 7,000 pounds of fentanyl, which is enough to kill every man, woman, and child about 10 times over. The drug cartels make $30 billion a year with illegal narcotics trafficking, and now they're making, uh, estimates are as high as a billion dollars, with a B, a billion dollars a month on human smuggling, on the illegal migrants crossing the border. If that's not an invasion, I don't know what is. Congressman, if in fact Governor Abbott does declare uh, this situation as an invasion, what might he be able to do uh, differently to stop this? Well, there's uh, different legal minds differ as opposed is if, what the uh, direct effect would that be. But I know one thing that it would make we need to make the American people aware of what's really going on on the southern border. The, the mainstream media is ignoring it. They have no idea. They don't understand that, you know, in Mexico, if a journalist actually reports on cartel activities, they're most likely going to be murdered along with their entire family. So you see, the liberal press doesn't want the American people to know the threat, because if they actually did know the threat, they would demand a secure border. So that would be a great step in the right direction just from a PR standpoint. But also it might, I would argue, and I would press, uh, I would push the envelope to do, if I were the governor of Texas, to do as much as humanly possible to secure the border because the federal government and Joe Biden has abdicated their responsibility and it's a gross dereliction of duty. Texas Congressman Pat Fallon, thank you. Thank you, sir. God bless. Conservatives in at least nine states are calling on Republican lawmakers to close their state primaries. Primaries are meant to allow voters to pick candidates within their own party but some states allow voters to cross over and vote in a different party's primary. Atlanta Tea Party co-founder Debbie Dooley and Ohio Republican gubernatorial candidate Jim Renacci both told the Epoch Times that Democrats are weaponizing crossover voting. They say Democrats are voting in Republican primaries either to pick moderates 
or pick candidates who probably won't win in the general election. Dooley said that in Georgia, tens of thousands of voters who cast ballots in the state's 2020 Democratic primaries also voted in the Republican primary in May of 2022. Concerns are if states don't close their primaries, non-Republicans could undermine Trump-backed candidates. And Dooley says if former President Trump is on the ballot in 2024, crossover voting could be used as a weapon to stop him in the primary. The Justice Department is suing Arizona for a new voting law that requires proof of citizenship in order to vote. With the midterms approaching, what kind of impact would this case have? I talked to Tom Jones from American Accountability Foundation earlier to break it down. Tom Jones, thank you so much for joining us in the Capitol Report. Hey, thanks for having me on. Our pleasure, Tom. Uh, the state of Arizona has just passed a law, I believe it was in March, requiring voters uh, to provide proof of citizenship in all federal elections. Uh, the Department of Justice has just injected themselves into this. Uh, where do you see this going? Yeah, this is really problematic. Um, this is kind of the entry level you know, proof that you should have to be able to vote in elections. This is not anything complicated. You're a US citizen, you're gonna vote in a presidential election. You should be able to prove it. Otherwise, um, it opens the door for, uh, for non-citizens voting, which is really what I think the Department of Justice wants to do here. From what I read, this would not uh, necessarily uh, affect the 2022 midterms because it would go into effect, I believe it's in January, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. But this is what I think is really a larger push by the Democrats and their allied groups to really open the door to to folks to vote in elections that aren't aren't supposed to be able to vote in elections. Um, again, a very simple ask: prove that you're an American. But what you know, Kristen Clark's Department of Justice has been doing is been working with radicals like Pamela Carlin and Mark Elias, um, the Democrats' number one election law attorney to really get out the vote among non-citizens and folks who shouldn't be voting in, in federal elections. Um, and it's it's really not about administering justice. It's about helping Democrats get elected in, in coming elections. You mentioned Pamela Carlin, who I believe is an official with uh, the Department of Justice. Uh, she's taken steps now to stop an election audit in Arizona. Uh, is an audit unreasonable given the unprecedented nature of the 2020 election, uh, which has never seen the amount of mail-in ballots because of the pandemic? Yeah, exactly. Um, Carlin has been consistently hostile to the to the Trump administration, Republicans, and really tried to step in during the audit to say, look, hey, you can't do these door-to-door -door canvases to assure that the people who voted in the election are actually allowed to vote in the election. Look, if I want to race and I want a candidate and somebody said, hey, I don't think you won, I'd want to, I'd want proof seven ways to Sunday to show people that, look, I, I won this election fair and square. So an audit is, is completely reasonable. The US Department of Justice has no role in interfering with Arizona's right to audit its own elections. Um, so again, you know, the Department of Justice is bringing in radicals from, from Stanford University to work at the department to really kind of push the edges of the law. They're bringing in attorneys to prosecute in Arizona who used to work for the Texas Democrat Party. It's really a concerted effort to help Democrats win elections, not to make sure that our elections are free and fair. 
Arizona seems to have been jolted by the way the 2020 election played out, um, specifically in in their state there. Uh, is there a consensus among voters? What did people of Arizona feel and want to see in their elections from what you have learned? Yeah, I think the people of Arizona want an election that they can be confident was was fair, that people who were voting in it were allowed to vote or permitted by law to vote in it, and and that there's integrity in the election. I think why you're seeing Arizona targeted is not because there's anything you know particularly problematic in Arizona. It's being targeted because it's a purple state, and Democrats realize that, hey, if they're going to win at the presidential and the Senate level, they've really got to do everything they can to put their thumbs on, this, on the ballot, on the scales on the ballot, to win in these purple states where uh, where it's really up for grabs. And I think that's why you're seeing this focus on Arizona right now. Tom Jones, thank you so much. Hey, thanks a lot for having me. I just want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a rating and a review as it really goes a long way in helping us spread the truth. Until next time, I'm your host, Steve Lance at NTD, and we'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.